You're listening to the Historical Bookworm Show. For lovers of history and readers of inspirational fiction, join your hosts, Kylie and Darcy, for author interviews, a pinch of the past, and special bookworm reviews. Hi, this is Kylie Woodley. And Darcy Fournier. On today's Pinch of the Past, we have a special guest. Uh, Denise Weimer writes historical and contemporary romance and romantic suspense, mostly set in her home state of Georgia. She's authored a dozen traditionally published novels and a number of novellas. A freelance fiction editor, wife, and mother of two daughters, she always pauses for coffee and chocolate and to look at old houses. Denise Weimer, welcome to the Historical Bookworm Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, I can't wait to hear you share about some of the research and history that went into your latest series. Right. So this past month in September, I launched book one of my Scouts of the Georgia Frontier series with Wild Heart Books. The first book is A Counterfeit Betrothal. So today I'll be sharing with you just a little bit about the research that went into that particular novel. Oh, I love it. There are so many cool stories and legends up in those Appalachian Mountains that are just amazing. And one thing that is fascinating me about this story is set at the War of 1812, Georgia is still has a frontier as you've as the series is Scouts on the Georgia Frontier. Most of the time when we're reading historical fiction, we're thinking of frontier being westward, you know, Ohio, and most of the time, you know, even further heading out toward Oregon. So what was it actually like to be living in the Georgia mountains at this time period when it was, you know, still very wild with the Native Americans, with the animals and everything? It was pretty rough. Um, And it's fascinating to me that like, when you say frontier, like we think about that even here in the Southern states as being closer to the coast, I guess, in colonial times. But middle Georgia was the frontier um, in the early 1800s. So this book and another one that I have, Bent Tree Bride, which is also set in the same general region and over into Alabama, also War of 1812, those are going to have more of a colonial feel. And they had to contend. Uh, One thing in the story um, I talk about is like the the wild animals. They would burn pine knots in the yard. And of course, the yard was a swept dirt yard surrounding their cabin and their outbuildings. And in the cold winter, um, the wild animals were so bad that they had to burn these pine knots at intervals around the yard um, so they could keep them at bay, especially the panthers that would come out of the cane breaks. Um, So there were a lot of interesting stories about panthers I read in the history of Jackson County. Um, I'm trying to see that. Yeah. And then there's another legend that I mentioned just kind of out of fun because I actually grew up hearing about this animal. (laughs) Um, It's called the wog. So there is a legendary animal and it was a legend of the Creek Indians as well. Um, that was rather like a wild dog, but it had a long tail that it would swing while it walked. Um, And it was said to have a long tongue. And so the early settlers would scare their children into behaving by saying if they didn't behave, the wog was going to come and and get them and stick his tongue between the cracks, you know, in the chinking um, in the log cabins. (laughs) 
So when I grew up here in in Jackson County, I literally heard about the WOG in the 1980s. So that just shows you how ingrained that little legend was. So they kind of mentioned the WOG. Oh, that is so cool. In my so <laughs> yeah, this legend that you know is probably Native American and then picked up by the settlers and carried right on up through to 1980s. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, fun history. So a lot of times in my stories, the the things that are hardest to believe are the things that are like a real part of history, not something I've come up with on my own. <laughs> Always. Now, you briefly mentioned, I think, that Esther is a healer. So what kind of research went into that, like being a historical healer? Oh, that's, that's a whole fun thing. I still do a lot of um, living history, and it's been fun to be able to carry that over into the living history events I do, where I either volunteer or work for a history center here and different historic sites. And I'll now, now I can talk about, you know, foraging and the early settlers and the Native Americans and the um, different, they had a use for everything, you know, whether it be med- medicinal or, you know, edible or dies. So that's just a whole fascinating area to research as well. And I did start mainly with that book I mentioned, Secrets of the Forest. Then I did go back to William Harris Homestead. They did a um, like a nature walk where they had some experts talking. Like we went out, I think it was in September, and we went out through the fields and the forest and we talked about mushrooms and um, different weeds that, you know, they look like weeds to us, but the settlers would make them into what they called salad with a T instead Hmm. of salad. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, just all kinds of ways I've picked up. And then when I worked with uh, Gwinnett County, I actually learned a lot about that kind of thing as well and was able to pull in that knowledge because I was taking children on nature walks um, on their trails there at the Heritage Center. So just I've just compiled all that knowledge and I just use it any which way I can nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool that you use it in the reenacting. I believe that the local Native Americans where I grew up used to use the greens from Dan what we call dandelions for salad. Yep, for sure. <laughs> that was a big one. Well, Denise, it's been so great having you on for a pinch of the past. For our listeners, Denise has been so generous to offer a copy of A Counterfeit Betrothal. This will be an ebook copy. If you enter the giveaway, just go to our website, historicalbookworm.com. And you can also find the direct link in the show notes for this episode. And Denise, where can our listeners connect with you? Well, I am mainly active on Facebook. And then I'm also on Twitter and BookBub. Goodreads and Amazon. All my books are available on Amazon. And my website is just um, denisewimerbooks.com. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the Historical Bookworm Show. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. I've enjoyed it so much. You've been listening to the Historical Bookworm Show, where history meets fiction. For more information, find us at historicalbookworm.com.